and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout-out in a subsequent episode. Ideas now come packaged with a free bonus character. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how you would package a character with an idea. Like, are we talking, like, we design an extra character that they can take, or are we talking, like... We design the characters inside the podcast. Because, I mean, we do that anyway. I think, as a freebie, you're allowed putting a me insert into any of these stories. Lots of people put you inserts into stories anyway. It just never I works know. out. It works out really well for some reason. <laughs> so, I mean, it never works out like and actually gets like a good UXP. It's just like occasionally they appear. It's very hard to do a me insert accurately i i usually split myself into like six different characters per story so it really is all right (laughs) this week as i'm sure some of you have uh picked out the schedule by now actually we have a guest uh do you care to introduce yourself yeah my name's garly guard and uh i write a little serial called only a mask and uh i've done like a bunch of weird things on the internet but none of them really matter yeah, so um, I was checking out your fiction, and I do believe we have found somebody who actually writes more slowly than I do. <laughs> Is that more slowly per chapter or more slowly word output? I think both. So six chapters out in two years is what I have on the website. But and if they're like 10,000 word chapters. Uh, they're not. <laughs> what do you mean they're not? They are. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying. They're close. They're very close. <laughs> and plus there's a lot of editing done with them. This is true. This is true. Hey, there are advantages and disadvantages to editing your work. Mm-hmm. Advantage? Your work is nicer. Disadvantage, it takes even longer to put out. <laughs> yep. Yep. And plus, you know, the past year has been beans, so I haven't been yeah, putting a lot of time into it. I have to say, for me personally, the last year has been just great, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I have been busier since the pandemic has started, but I have to say that you make me feel like my six, I mean, my 10 to 12 chapters a year is, is, is doing well for my readers. <laughs> hey, it is, of course, a web serial. So, you know, it could be abandoned instead, and that would be worse. Yeah, plus, p- plus it's free. You know, I'm posting this stuff for free online, so. Oh, it is. It is, yeah. Okay, so, as this is a guest episode, we've got uh, your idea, uh, Mr. Guest. Coming on in. Yeah. Okay. So my prompter idea is basically something along the lines of Canterbury Tales, but with like fantasy RPG characters and tropes and stuff like that. So the Canterbury Tales, uh, do you want to, do you want to go ahead and explain that? I'll explain that. Yeah. For people who aren't English majors. (laughs) Yeah. Or history, I guess. But yeah, it's basically just a, a collection of, like, short stories about a bunch of uh, people in the medieval times. And it's sort of like a satire on, like, English society back then and how all these weird, strange people get together to do one thing and also have their own little side stories and stuff like that. All right. So, 
first question, I suppose, is when you say like the Canterbury Tales, are you talking making a comment on the society which produced it? Or are you talking making a comment on the genre which it's emulating? Because those might have different conventions given the kind of story that you're talking about. Yeah, who are we making fun of? (laughs) I think I'm thinking more of the latter. Okay. I mean... I'm a big fan of a genre reconstruction myself. Or, or you know, we can do either or. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of doing a send-up of, uh, of that whole fantasy dungeon-y novel. I was just bringing up that we could also set a commentary on real life within the setting. So... You could try to do both, but it would be really difficult to juggle. So, given that we only have about an hour here, let's just choose one first. Let's just make fun of lit RPG. That's that's the low-hanging fruit. And as all terrible lit RPGs go, like they never log out anyway, so... <laughs> Alright. And the other half of this is... Are we trying to make it, like contained or are we trying to die before we finished in the spirit of the original work let's die before we finish just keep (laughs) adding nice (laughs) you know in the spirit of the never-ending web serial oh no not even not even in the spirit of the never-ending web serial the canterbury tales the author died before he finished it no no i understand yeah (laughs) But it just goes well with the spirit of the never-ending web serial that has this is also all of true. these... This is also true. All of these plot threads that never cohere. <laughs> well, no. The, the, the plot threads sort of cohere. Just... Sort of, yeah. Well, it can't have a bad ending if it never ends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um, we're in a... I guess a generic lit RPG world with, like, levels and killing monsters and stuff. How generic are we talking here? Are we talking, like, it's so generic that, like, you wouldn't even need to explain what's going on to somebody who reads the genre? Are we talking, like, generic in some ways and then special in others? Or are we talking, like... Well, I mean, I'm all for just making it as absurdly generic as possible. Just take every trope and take it to the extreme yeah just make it butt wild put everything in there you know just like 500 percent pain levels (laughs) and uh if you die once you're out of the game (laughs) a bunch of other things that would make it not commercially successful but we're gonna be edgelords and and go for it (laughs) Wait, wait, wait you're not out of the game but you gotta fully restart your character okay and it comes with downsides, too. Like, if you die and have to remake your character, your new character is worse in some way for no discernible reason. <laughs> and then our main character, our first main character. Well, actually, so given that we're doing a satire here, what if, like, we sort of change the the subgenre of this lit RPG that we're making fun of every time? So we make the parts of it that fit each, like generation i guess that fit each person who we follow and we make the like genre just subtly different every time 
and then there are just like intentional inconsistencies in how the game works and we just never talk about it (laughs) (laughs) i like it so our first one like we do we go full edgelord form right so i'm talking you get punished for death and every time you die you get a worse and worse punishment that starts your beginning character further and further behind for no reason whatsoever so like our main character is just just had uh, tons of awful things happen to them well actually i say them but given who we're talking about let's go with him because it's always a him it's gonna be a guy yep um it's gonna be a guy full plate armor knight badass mother yeah except that he except that he got killed like 700 times and is starting from like so far behind that there's no chance uh, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, he's just under a curse that like puts him in constant physical pain, but he keeps playing for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the the cheat of the class is that it absorbs suffering, and then every once in a while, it comes up with like a really strong attack. Yeah, the the bullshit meter. <laughs> <laughs> the author bullshit gauge. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, even instead of being one big attack, it's just, like, suffering gives him, um, like, status boosts over time. Oh, no. <laughs> so the, the, all the buffing is, like, self-flagellation. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> what better way to, like, intro your series? <laughs> You just have to make it so grimdark that it loops right back around to being hilarious. Exactly. It's the Warhammer 40k principle. Oh, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. So, um, do these... I haven't read any of these tales. Like, do they have, like, a plot and a resolution? I mean, the short stories within them do, but they don't really matter in a sense. Okay. They they sort of have a resolution. Um, they can't like, not like like. There's certain parts of it that are stuck in place because of the way that the prologue frames things. But there are a lot of parts of it that are free to have resolutions and be short stories on their own. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we could have our story of the edge lord overpowered. I was gonna call him the jackass. You know what? I'm gonna call him. You can, you can you can continue, yeah. <laughs> so we could have the story of the over the overpowered Edgelord jackass that lasts for I don't know twenty thirty chapters, and then we just move on forever. Uh, no exactly. explanation. Exactly, exactly. Maybe they'll make a cameo, but that's about it. And with him doing something suicidal yet again, you know. <laughs> yep, masochism, ahoy. Ooh, ooh, you do, like, an exploration of the sort of person who would actually, like, be willing to put up with that. And, like, they just continuously get into bigger and bigger problems. <laughs> they keep, like, essentially trying to die, but they can't manage it. And you end on them trying to die again. And then, like, instead of them being dead, they, like, crawl out of the rubble with, like, 2 HP left. And they're like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like, this would have been so much cooler if I died at the end. <laughs> the game has changed too much. 
Yeah, because of the number of times they've died, like, th- like the devs have, like, altered the dying mechanics <laughs> or something. It's been patched. <laughs> and then we just move on. <laughs> now when you die, instead of having your character removed, you're just moved out of the hardcore drop tables. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no! <sighs> oh, and that patch goes through right as he's dying. <laughs> and then we just cut from him and never go back. Oh my god. I- imagine, like, if the patches work like that when it happens just, like, live whenever. Uh, there are some games where that actually happens. <laughs> live patching. That's crazy. But, yeah. It's usually bug fixes and not fundamental changes to the game. But... <laughs> exactly. It's not, like, y- humongous mechanical balance changes. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm more entertained by the humongous mechanical imbalance changes just happening, like, live. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, let RPG, the, the devs are gods. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, and they, like, constantly make terrible decisions. Yeah, like, whoever it's... heard of server downtime? <laughs> so, now we need to, we need to sort of transfer away from our super edgelord. So, we probably need, like, a middle edgelord now. But like, uh, what should what should Middle Edgelord's second genre be? Because we're trying to transfer away. The emo edge. He's like, uh, he wants to be social, but he can't. In the sense that, like, you know, he gets into big crowds, but he's like, I don't want to talk to any one of you. I just want to brood. But that didn't bother the kid, none. It's like someone who's, what, lonely, but can't get over shyness and ends up looking really antisocial and scaring everyone away. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's pretty much... That's the SAO formula, where he's, like, <laughs> weird and antisocial and strange, and, like, for some reason that works for no reason, and, like, makes him into a super cool edgelord badass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> I mean... Can't write in the genre without making fun of SAO. <laughs> exactly. So we've got our our character here who, unlike the last one, he uh, he survives and is like one of the last players to still be on the hardcore drop tables or something. Okay. <laughs> so he just keeps getting better items than everyone around him. And, uh... and do people get jealous of him too? Exactly. But really, he just wants to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like, what good are all these items? I don't want all these vanity items. I don't want these pets. Oh, instead of uh, just letting himself die and getting moved down to the to the other one where he can make friends better, he stays on the hardcore drop tables because he's, like, super afraid of dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, no, if I kill, like, this dragon or whatever, like, I'll be so cool, everyone will want to make friends with me. So just, like, progressively gets, like, scarier and scarier um, and stronger. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it just makes everyone else even more afraid. I see, I see. It's the perfect plan. (laughs) Maybe if I kill this god, they'll finally like me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, why is everyone running away? Except he doesn't actually say that because he's got he's got like his whole cool persona just like Yeah, he's brooding, so he doesn't like speak that much. Yeah, it's all in his in it's all in his mind, all this talk. He's like, 
like the the demon armor is not cool. It's like and it, it like gives off like this really strong fear aura and like scares everyone away. <laughs> like, but I made it from the skeleton of the demon lord. <laughs> like it's so cool. I mean, I'm glowing red and like there's like smoke coming out of my helmet. And it just, like, it's such a strong fear aura that it, like, causes, like, like an insanity debuff in, like, weaker characters. <laughs> oh, man. It's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. And how do we end this one? <laughs> hmm. There's two ways. It could be the good ending for him, or we can make him suffer more. Well, I'm thinking that we should just make everybody suffer more right at the end. Until we change genres to, like, the happy-go-lucky lit RPG stuff, at least. So, this first part, uh, this first part is just suffering. But, like, funny suffering. <laughs> so, what, the, maybe this person, like, meets, like, one person who's not afraid of him. But then, at the end, like, in, in the quest to find even more friends gets even scarier. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He finds one friend who he's working with for like a super long time and they're not afraid of him and they're, they're perfect. And then it turns out they're an NPC. No! Oh, <laughs> oh no! no! Oh no! I could see him falling on his knees. Oh no. <laughs> and like his friend gets killed and then doesn't respawn and that's when he realizes it's an NPC. <laughs> And exactly. he's just left alone forever. Oh my god. That's so sad. That's so sad. I can't. And then just move on to the next story. Exactly. <laughs> We're so mean. Oh, I think I've got a third one already. Oh boy. Is it really? It has to be really happy to, to counteract that, like. No, no, no. The first three are sad, and then we move on to more happy things, right? I don't So okay. what we do is we transfer out of the sadness with this one by taking by hitting on another aspect of it. There's a bunch of little RPG stories out there where like an NPC gains player powers. Uh-huh. You know, like respawning or access to whatever the leveling system is. And they become almost sentient? No, no, no. They become like true sentient. Well, sapient. Uh, but Sap okay, yeah. They become like True sapient from their NPC status. Okay. So, kicking off of the last one where the NPC died, <laughs> we go into this one, and it's like, you you do the first, like, four paragraphs, and it's just the NPC doing their daily schedule over and over and over again, and then, like, something changes. I don't know what it is, but something changes, and they gain, oh, like, full sapience. Oh, they break the loop. They break the loop. Exactly. And then, do they keep pretending to be normal, or do no. they? No, they they break out of the system and then do do stuff, and then finally they're like, "I have achieved greatness, and I have all the powers that these players have." And then and then they like die to a PvP incident or something, just something absolutely ridiculous. Wait, is that sad? Um, I mean, it's kind of sad because they don't respawn, but. Oh, okay, so this isn't one of the ones where they get access to the powers, the like respawn. Yeah, but the next one, but the next one is essentially like a similar thing, but this time the devs have implemented a change that makes it so that when that happens, that NPC also gets to respawn. <laughs> next time, are right, we talking the fourth story? 
Well, yeah, we're talking about the fourth story in like part two. Part two? <laughs> okay. We're in part two already. Okay. So like part one is the grim dark this like just dystopian like in the game world. And then part two, we start to be a little happier. Okay. In that case, I suggest we make the second guy actually the third guy in the order of the story so that it's like the saddest thing happens right before we abruptly switch genres. <laughs> That's fair. Because having your NPC friend die and not respawn, who was your only friend in the world, is like the saddest thing I can think of right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to happy-go-lucky land? Is it slice-of-life land? No, no, not happy-go-lucky land. Instead, we go to, like, drama land. Happy-go-lucky land is after drama land. Oh, okay. So, like, this is where, like, everyone's just, like, breaking up and then there's like wars and stuff for no reason and then backstabbing and all that exactly okay (laughs) so i guess we'll start with some kind of politician wait well like like i said last time we go we go and we make it an npc politician and they're just like doing their thing keeping everything in uh keeping everything in order and, you know, keeping the game world running. And then some player just gets it in their head to break their schedule and, like, gives the NPC sapiens by accident. Okay. So this NPC is around after the change to uh, to respawning, right? And let's say they, they know they respawn and they know the players respawn. So they, they essentially uh, decide to start wars with neighboring kingdoms where all their soldiers are players. So so they just infinitely respawn. Yeah, exactly. You have your infinitely respawning army, and your infinitely respawning self at the head of that army, okay. and you're just taking over other places. But then do the other places also get the respawning, so eventually it doesn't even matter? Well, they get the players, but they don't have the leader. Yeah, we need more melodrama, though. Like, this is all very dramatic, but we need melodrama. Yeah, I, I, have, a, I have an idea, actually. Okay. Basically, like a group of players just having real life drama within the game, and it's really awkward because everyone's like all these fantasy characters. They're like dressed up in like armor and like magical gowns and stuff like that. But they're talking about something like mundane, like uh, oh, you know, why weren't you here during the session we scheduled? Blah blah blah, and then like drama just ensues on like what people were doing at this time and. Who were you hanging out with? <laughs> okay. We have a bunch I of, see, like, really paranoid, jealous people who are uh, somehow, like, the, the, the leader of their army. No, not, <laughs> even, not even, like, the leader. Just, like, everybody in the group, and it's, like, a group of, like, 40 people, is really paranoid and jealous for no reason. None of them are dating. <laughs> yeah, <because laughs> they're, they're too jealous to, to trust. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, so so this is the story of the NPC as the main character, but on the side you have all of these, like, melodramatic side characters <laughs> spewing nonsense for no reason. Yeah, actually. That would be kind of hilarious. Like, the NPC's trying to get serious stuff done their whole time, and just their entire group is just melodramatic all the time for no reason. Exactly. They're in it for the RP. 
<laughs> and like this allows the NPC to like easily like systematically like conquer the world because they're too busy like bickering to get any stuff done. Well, not not the world. They get like four other kingdoms and then the devs like lock down the kingdoms except for special events. <laughs> So I think in between each tale, it'd be really fun to just have like a patch note just to say, like, oh, yeah, oh, we fix this. That, yeah, and we exactly. Fix this. Yeah. And we change this. Except for the, uh, except for that one where like. Well, I wasn't saying as like a, I wasn't saying as like a patch note. I'm saying like literally every, every like time you have one of these tales or stories or whatever, you like end it on a patch note like the last bit of the last chapter of each tale is the patch note that patches out whatever's going on in the story yeah or yeah. like like sort of introduces or hints at like the next story too yeah well it's, it sort of does both at the same time but yeah 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 depends on where you want you can put it at the beginning of the next one or the end of the first it's up to you you theoretical writer well i i would say it. put it at the end of the last one because like that's why it ends Sort of. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. All right. Um, so, after melodrama uh, conquering, what do we got next? What else do people t- put a lot of drama in? Oh, there has to be like a crafter who's just like so into their craft and its purity, and we gotta use a lot of metaphors about how deep this craft is, and they're gonna obtain the secret mastery of it all unnecessarily sexual metaphors <laughs> oh no it's gonna be someone who carves the moon or like paints the i don't know the galaxy i don't know what's something what's like a, that but basically you have like two groups of people one that think like oh this person's like the god he's the greatest ever and then the other side which is like this guy's just bullshitting <laughs> they're both right <laughs> they're both right but, like, it shouldn't be, like, you know, something more obviously flashy, like like a sculptor. It should be, like, like a pastry chef or, you know. Tailoring. A, a hairstylist. <laughs> hairstylist! <laughs> like, I'm on a quest to become the ultimate hairstylist in this, like, RPG world. And I was like, isn't that just, like, a cosmetic thing? And they're like, no! You don't understand the advantages of being having a perfect hairstyle. Um, and they go on a quest to get the the scissors of some magical god um for no reason and etc it turns out that uh that some perfectly coiffed hair lets you be immune to dragon fire Uh, it's truly so magnificent magnificent that the world itself is not willing to damage you there's, yeah, there's, like, a secret legendary hairstyle that, like, gives you 99 charisma and makes you immune to dragon fire. And the, and the recipe is, like, impossible to find, and it's, like, one in a millionth chance of finding, and then... Like, yeah, and you literally have to, like, put meteor dust in your hair and... <laughs> and, uh, and, like, make a crown out of fairy tears. <laughs> Which the I person get, the get the person gets by torturing fairies. <laughs> oh, oh, and you have to uh, you have to make it with like a, a comb that has been dipped in the soul of an NPC. Figure that this... out yourself. Oh no! And then like, and it's like 
it literally is that like dipped in the soul. Like you have to find a way to get the soul, trap the soul, turn the soul into a liquid. No, you gotta turn the comb into like some kind of soul stuff so you can dip it into the soul. Because they're not even on the same plane. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, just make it unnecessarily elaborate. Yeah, exactly. And then they end up like putting the hairstyle on just some random person, which completely upsets all the rankings in the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wait. And then what what's happened? <laughs> Who are you? What did you do to my hair? <laughs> Why does Who everyone want to kill Why me? Why are now? you in my room? And what did you do to my hair? Why is Why is everyone trying to kill me now and failing? <laughs> well, on the upside, they won't be able to kill you. What? Like, why are these unicorns walking up to me trying to make friends? <laughs> that's good. That's good. And then patch. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Gotta nerf the hairstyle. <laughs> Complete invulnerability no longer exists. We've got a lot of complaints from players saying that the hairstyle mechanic is un- unfair and unbalanced. So we've just decided to remove it altogether. Wait, just entirely removed? Yeah. Everyone's, entirely. Everyone's, it's gone. Everyone's now bald. No hair allowed. <laughs> Everyone just wears wigs now. <laughs> okay, I like that. Um, let's move on to our next, what, another, a third one for melodrama? Yeah, we need a third one for drama, and then we move on to the happy-go-lucky section. Happy-go-lucky land, I'm ready. Okay. Um, what are some other unnecessary... It has to be something that sort of works with the, like, upcoming happy-go-lucky. And we can move it to the middle again if you want, but... That would be that would actually be really funny if like the middle one is always the one that interacts most with the one that's with the part that's coming up next cuz it makes no <laughs> sense, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's very web serial, you know? Yeah, just you know, it makes sense but not in order. <laughs> okay, um what else is dramatic? I guess you could go the route of, you know, just someone who is obsessed with making money in the game. <laughs> and the things, the lengths that they'll go to to earn money. Oh, but you make it like a guild drama? A guild drama. So you have like a bunch of different, um, you have like a bunch of different factions within a city or something. Okay. That are all sort of vying for position. But, like, okay. none of them are serious, because, like, 80% of these guilds are all players. Yep. So you give all the guilds really, really stupid names. Of course. And then um, the the characters' goals are all to make the most money in the city and and buy it. Because cities have intentionally had prices set that are, like, ludicrously high... So that players can't buy them, except that a bunch of these players in this city are like, we want to buy the city. Oh, this is the mechanic that was implemented after the NPC went on that conquering rampage. They're like, no, 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 okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You gotta buy cities now. You can't can't conquer them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Except except during once a year. Yeah, because conquering might be too easy, but there's no way you're going to accumulate this much money to buy a city. And then they do. Exactly. 
So we have the story of um, of some guy or girl leading a guild to uh, leading a guild to just make as much money as possible. And ooh, wait, 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 what if just like there's a hundred players involved in this and like ten guilds, right? But every player involved in it who's not a guild leader is just chronic backstabbing disorder. Like, they stay with whatever guild for, like, three months. Two of those months are spent working seriously. One of those months is just instantly backstabbing everybody in the guild and going to some other guild. And it's all just happening all over the place. <laughs> okay. I like it. Unnecessary stupidity and betrayal. <laughs> well, I mean, it's unnecessary, but it's also kind of, like, the point of this whole starting thing was to be that way. Like, no, nobody ever, like, gets close to enough money because there's constant betrayal going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then finally, just, like, the way the betrayals work out, like, 80% of the players all betray to the same guild at the same time, and then they have enough money and they buy the city. <laughs> It's like, uh, I guess this nonsensical method works once in a while. I, I guess we win. It's like when you have like a chaotic system, but like you s finally everything aligns. <laughs> You're like, well, you know, it you happens. Roll, if you roll a hundred ten-sided dice an infinite number of times, you will eventually come up with all eights. That is true. <laughs> and they're backstabbing so often, it just happens, you know? <laughs> Then they buy the city, and then they instantly have no idea what to do with it, so they so they just sell it back to the game. They might just, like, rename it really quick, and then, like, run out of ideas. Oh, yeah, they, re they rename it um, one word from each guild's stupid name to make the name of the city ten really stupid names in a row, and then just instantly sell the city back. <laughs> okay. And then we could have our uh, first happy-go-lucky story occur within the city with the new stupid name. <laughs> In stupid land, okay. A new player. Who doesn't know about the name change of the city. <laughs> they, they chose to spawn into the city before the name change was made. And then as they're spawning in, the name change gets made. And they're like, where am I? I chose this city. <laughs> yeah, and all the NPCs... All the NPCs are instantly aware of the name change, too, and they use the new name. Yeah, welcome to Overly Dramatic Nameland. <laughs> um, okay. Happy-go-lucky! Someone else kicked uh, this one off. I've gotten a few. My happy-go-lucky one was the one I just said, which is the, like, the new character, new person, doesn't know about the new city, and he's like ready to like take on the world in this game. And his blissful ignorance. Is this just like the newbie hero who's destined to find Excalibur and become... Yes! Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> They're destined to find Excalibur, but everything they, they interact with just has the stupidest possible names. It's not intentional at all. They just, like, constantly run into stuff with really silly names. Like, um, the, like the first sword that they get, it's super powerful... But it's the sword of rubber duckifying. And it just turns your enemies <laughs> into rubber ducks. Yeah, it's like an <laughs> execute it... mechanic that turns your enemy into a rubber duck when they're below, like, 30% health. And that's so good, but it's, like, so dumb. 
So like the edgelord characters don't want to take it because it's like, why, why do I have to change my enemy into a rubber duck when they get to 30%? I want them to like fucking die a brutal and bloody death. But I was like, no, rubber ducky. Nope. <laughs> And just all of their interactions are like this. They keep getting stupider and stupider items the entire time. Yeah, and all of like the, the magical effects of their items are also similarly silly. Yeah, like everything like every every part of their like outfit and like weapons have like some sort of glowing object, so they're just like a fucking light bright. Some of them are glowing very entertaining colors like hot pink and um cyan and and yeah. yellow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They get a, a, a device that lets them fly, but what it actually does is like conjure a bunch of little jelly cushions that they bounce from <laughs> to <laughs> propel them towards their destination. But it's also and, like the fastest way to do it, too. It's really fast and comfy, but it's like boing, 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 boing. <laughs> so then once they get into like an actual guild or raid party, they're, they're just like the thumbs sticking out of like the whole crowd. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who else would wear a gigantic pair of foam wings? <laughs> and the wings aren't what lets him fly. <laughs> no, 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 they're a defensive item. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's wearing them for the stats. Uh... Not even for the stats. Like, they're enchanted to get in the way of attacks and self-repair. And they're just giant foam wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, um, we gotta come up with a few more absurd items. Like, that really dumb trope of, like, really, really slippery armor, so that all of your attacks are, like, deflected in this really, like, weird and not physically realistic way. <laughs> <laughs> like a bubble shielding? <laughs> the armor of infinite slipperiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't even call it the armor of infinite slipperiness. You call it the armor of infinite slime. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't create slime, it's just infinitely slippery. Of course, because it's there's gotta be slimes. And then they have a they have some enchantment that just constantly like attracts uh, woodland creatures to them. <laughs> <laughs> Which like helps them in combat, but like just looks absurd. Like why are there so many bunnies here? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. It's the necklace of the friend of the forest. <laughs> and like being in any forest environment gives them enormous stat buffs and like enormous regen and like they're basically untouchable within the forest because of it. But it summons like bunnies and, and deer. <laughs> yeah, and it like disrupts the ecosystem a bit, like if there's hunters looking to like hunt for deers and stuff, they're just all gone. They're just all gathered around this one guy. If we wanted to make if we wanted to make it even more ridiculous, like the wand of the friend the the necklace of the friend of the forest would also give all those animals stat buffs. Yeah. Essentially, so they're just like buff as shit too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are invincible bunnies. You don't mess with those bunnies. <laughs> exactly. Those bunnies are under my protection now. <laughs> oh man. And then, yeah, so this person becomes, like, the number one ranker. <laughs> and they're always just, like, immensely tired by all of the items that they have. Yeah. And then, you know, if you want, you could throw in, like, a PvP tournament where everyone's trying to, like, do, like, one damage to... <laughs> but they can't. <laughs> uh. 
the unstoppable force. But w- what what does character have like a bad ending though? Uh, no, 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 no. This is no. the happy go lucky one. Happy go lucky land. They have unrealistically perfect endings. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, while gathering all these absurd items, they also find the love of their life and get a really nice guild of really reliable team members. that they Reliable and friendly people. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, exactly. form, like, deep and lasting relationships with, and the, the person ends up, like, emotionally fulfilled and universally <laughs> loved because, you know. <laughs> Which is actually, like, super satirical take on some of the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> some of the lit RPG endings that we've got. <laughs> I mean, I'm not entirely sure the reader will read it as satirical, but we will mean it as satirical. <laughs> I I somewhat want to like say, yeah, you should put in a parody of uh, Half Prince's ending in there, but I'm gonna be honest, Half Prince's epilogue is fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, no, do not, do not take your love rival and marry him off to your daughter. That's creepy. <laughs> Oh no! Don't do that. That's not cool. Don't do it. It's creepy. (laughs) It's really, really gross. Yeah, let's not do that. For everyone who hasn't read Half Prince, great story. The ending. Don't read read that blog. (laughs) You know. Uh, frankly, I think that, that that probably says something about the author, so you might not want to read the read it in a way that pays the author, but, uh... You know, it's a good story, otherwise. I, you know, just, don't just... Mostly a good gonna, story, otherwise. If yeah. you're gonna make a love triangle, don't just be like, oh, I feel sorry for the loser in this love triangle. Maybe I'll just marry him off to the daughter. <laughs> Like, that's just not the correct... That's never the right answer. Look, the solution to a well, to a well-designed love triangle is always polyamory. Yes, we, we know. We know. <laughs> okay. Um, so, happy go luck. Wait, what do we patch now? We have to patch something. What is uh, wrong with this? Oh, wait, 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 wait. For the purposes of item creation, silliness no longer counts as a negative. <laughs> so basically, like, the reason that all of his items were so... All of this person's items were so powerful is because the silliness, like, counted as a negative so they could make the items stronger. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good... That's a good patch. It explains why. But he or she gets to keep all their items, too, so... You know, yeah. good end. Yeah, because the the existing items are grandfathered in. So exactly. now Yeah. So now the hero actually has a set of like overpowered items that will, are not replaceable. <laughs> no exactly. I like it when you break the system even more in favor of our Mary Sue. <laughs> They're not really a Mary Sue. Well, depend we could make him one. <laughs> Well, Mary Sue is a writing issue more than a... You know, just make a bunch of people fall in love with them for no reason. (laughs) But that's not even necessarily a Mary Sue. A Mary Sue is when they warp, like, characterization. If a bunch of people fall in love with them for no reason, and but, like, they're the kind of person who would fall in love with this person for no reason, it fits fine, and they're not a Mary Sue. Yeah. So, you know, do what you will with the other characters. Exactly. (laughs) Just make sure that, like, 
You can't bad end people in this one. No more bad ends. Yeah, like everybody ends up happy. Unrealistically happy. Even the villains turn out after they get, you know, beaten up, they just form a strong bond with them. After, after they get yep. beaten up, they go into therapy and have a nice t- <laughs> They go into therapy, become a reformed person. That's how this genre works. Or they become anti-heroes and join the party. Exactly. Yeah. All right, who's our next character? Um, okay, happy-go-lucky land. This is my forte. What do I do in happy-go-lucky land? I just have a lot of cute pets. <laughs> the pet collector. <laughs> the pet collector. That is and- always something that happens, you know? And they're all fluffy, but overpowered. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. And then whenever they get, like, actual loot, they go and trade it off to someone who has a pet instead. Wait, wait, wait. Even, I, I've got it, right? So as of uh, the previous one, right, they they add in a bunch of new classes. And they're like, we've added a bunch of new classes. You can't change to them, but if you create a new character, you can try them out. <laughs> and one of them is just, like, tamer. <laughs> but they never yeah. bothered to put, like, a pet limit on things. <laughs> no. Who does that? Pet army! <laughs> exactly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They put a limit on the, um, on the number of levels that, like, you could tame at, you could tame at once, right? So, like, if you tame things that don't have levels, then, um, you get them just fine. And, like... Congratulations! You win! <laughs> exactly. And the stat buffs that the tamer class gets to, uh, keep their low-level pets in line... Like, uh, up to the same level as their uh, current pets mean that they just have, like, an army of essentially an infinite number of level zero pets that are boosted up to uh, just strong enough to compete at their current level. (laughs) What are the level zero pets, though? Just, like, little... Bunnies and sheep and... (laughs) Okay, little... There's, like, a ferret and a fox and... Uh, Some cats... Some dogs, puppies. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so they all... Okay, maybe they just make them all, like, the baby forms of everything. Like, before they hit adulthood, they're, like, considered level zero. So, yeah, it's just a bunch of, like, puppies and kittens and, uh, like, even baby dragons. <laughs> and but they just... How does the person keep them from growing up? Or is it just because, like, oh, you, you reach your level limit, none of your pets can level up anymore? <laughs> Well, because, of course, if the pet, the limit is on the number of levels that you currently have. And if you're adding zero to the number of levels you currently have, it doesn't matter if that zero gets plus one later, it's zero now. (laughs) Oh, well, that seems like a cheat. (laughs) Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, poor thought process on the dev side. (laughs) Like, it never occurred to them that people would keep adding level zero pets? Yeah. <laughs> that's not actually, that's actually, like, not that uncommon to forget. Just, like... Uh, oops. All pets are level zero when you first hatch them. <laughs> okay. Oh, can we do it like Digimon, where, like, the tamer is like, go! And then they turn into their scary adult form and do one attack, and then they come back down to their baby form. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, you can do whatever. I don't see why not. 
Maybe it's an ability that the tamer class has. Yeah. Just like, I think it would be funny because people would be like, where did the dragon go? <laughs> there wasn't a, there wasn't a <laughs> tall like, dragon here. They can't just disappear. And it's like a tiny lizard on, the, on, this, on this character's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even winged yet. Like, like the baby dragon doesn't have wings. Yeah, it just looks like a regular lizard. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, you, you, can, you can continue this story for however many chapters you want. Just add more pets. I figure one more to round out happy-go-lucky with the same three as everything else. Yeah. We've uh, been going a little long, but I say one more and then we can wrap up. Okay. You want to do a romance? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we've skipped a bunch of them before. We've had edginess. We've had drama. I guess we can go with a romance. But like a, a fluffy romance. Not like We could have done a melodrama romance, but it would have been like very fraught with emotional turmoil. <laughs> Happy-go-lucky needs fluffy romance. Yeah, the, the fluffy romance is all like hand holding and kissing people on the forehead, <laughs> um, and making bentos um, in a lit RPG, which makes no sense, but we're going there. <laughs> yeah, hot spring vacation, <laughs> beach episode. Oh, 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 oh! oh. After the after the tamer debacle is fixed by making uh, level zero pets unacquirable when you're at your level cap, they add in like a like a relationship or um, marriage system that gives you power boosts for doing just like adorably fluffy romantic things. Okay. Yeah, you you get like day long buffs for doing all these things before you start your questing your your usual routine for the day. Not even day long buffs. Uh, the buffs only start ticking when you leave, uh, when you leave a safe area. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> so, like, this is the story of, like, two shy people who got married for the buffs, but then fall in love because they keep doing adorable things. Yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god. I really want to write just this one thing. <laughs> I want to write like um, half of these. <laughs> I'm just like, I I picked these flowers for you because they reminded me of your eyes. <laughs> and they give me a plus five intellect boost. <laughs> no, 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 that's a charisma boost. And then... <laughs> And then, you know, like, right before they, they leave, um, like, or they go into battle, they have to, like, compliment each other. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if they give each other, if they give each other compliments in combat, it, like, heals them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, they give each other's paths on the back. They're like, yeah, way to go with that spell. <laughs> nice spell. That was a perfectly done spell. It restores some mana. <laughs> like, at the end, one of them is, like, dying. And it reveals, like, the ultimate marriage perk is that when you kiss your partner when they're dying, it, like, gives them, like, 30% of their health back. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, shit, I have to kiss. Oh, no. And then they're, like, freaking out while the partner's, like, watching them freak out and, like, slowly die. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then they finally get up the nerve to do it because this is like not something that they do. And then they kiss and then, you know, happily ever after. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Perfect. That, that's, that's actually the perfect story to end on. It really is. It has to be like floof overload. Like you cannot have a single paragraph without at least one corny sentence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also when when they start marrying and stuff like that, they start to also wear matching clothing. Like they match their gear. They match like <laughs> yeah, because it lets them share ten percent of the other person's stats. <laughs> That's perfect. They wear matching accessories, and they have to feed each other. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just stick a whole bunch of tiny like things in there just for like the more like ridiculously fluffy romantic it is the, the better the tiny stat boosts <laughs> I love it <laughs> and in the middle there you could have like them go into one of those like who's the better couple competitions <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a prize, you know. <laughs> well, I don't think that, like, you, honestly, I think that you should just, like, for this one, I think that you should just focus on, like, because it's going to be fairly short, like all the other ones, right? So you want to just focus on the romance, you know? You've got a slow burn fluff here. Come on. In my experience, when you go into fluff, no matter how little plot you need to get through, the length of the story gets very long. <laughs> That's why I said we should cut the the thing in the middle where they go do something else. <laughs> I mean, you can you can just expand on it, make it a part two. <laughs> oh know, yeah, like I, like I I say that as as someone who's twenty eight chapters into a story that where nothing has happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Same. You know, I actually I actually really like this one. If you want to write it. Go ahead and write it. If you want to add more parts and more books, absolutely do that. You know, this could be a standalone slice of life story that goes into the hundreds of chapters. <laughs> Any one of these could be a standalone story. Like, Yeah, we, basic, we basically made nine prompts. Yeah. Any one of these could be a standalone story, but like telling them as a group is much funnier. Yeah, with the patch notes thing and yeah, yeah how to interconnect a bit. You just... Add a bunch of layers of narrative obfuscation for the express purpose of just making fun of things. Yeah, yep. Very Don Quixote in nature. After this one, where it just ends on, like, a floof overdose, are there any patches that need to be made? Nope, no patches. Nope, no patches. (laughs) And that's how the story ends. It's like, this week we've decided that we don't need any patches. Frankly, we probably should make one, but the couples too are too cute. adorable. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, great. Literally, a patch notes comes out that says, we're not making any changes because you guys are all adorable and we love it. <laughs> <laughs> this coming from the same devs who made the original game where it's like super grimdark for no reason. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the game has changed since then, like... Maybe months or even years have passed. Exactly. And, like, their tastes have changed. You know, this is this is the natural progression of, like, people's taste as they go through the lit RPG genre. Exactly. <laughs> you know, as, a, as, like, a 13-year-old, you're like, Grimdark, Edgelord. And then you're like, I just want floof. 
I actually, I actually uh, never went through the grimdark, and I actually went floof into melodrama. But you know, everybody's journey is different. <laughs> yep. I mean, I've just, I've lived in the floof genre this whole time. <laughs> you have, and you're a fairly early adopter of lit RPG too. Eight years, still writing. <laughs> yep. Very All right. slowly. I do think we've come to the end of the episode, though. Yeah. So. Now remember, guys. Feel free to put a me insert into any of these stories. Like, for some reason, I would fit very well into all of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you put a me insert into your stories, you've, you've made a bad choice. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Gardenly Guard, you want to... You want to plug your your writing again? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's called Only a Mask, and like what Eunice said, there's only like seven chapters out right now. I am working hard on like I, I've got like a bunch drafted out. I just need to finish them now that I have time. So hopefully, you know, I'll get more stuff out soon, and you know, take a look. Yeah, it's got nice art. Ooh, we'll put a link to the website on our website. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do you want any of our listeners to be able to contact you, or do you just want to leave them hanging, leave them wanting? Uh, well, I got contact information on the website, so. Fair enough. So yeah, if you liked uh, Cardly Guard's ideas and thought process, check out his writing. If you liked this podcast, uh, you know, listen to more episodes. If you like it and share it on iTunes to yep. push us up in that SEO. Get them boosts. Uh, if you write this idea or any of the sub ideas within this idea, email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yeah. And, uh, Thank you for having me on. This was like yeah. super fun. It's super fun. Like if you have any friends who are writers who want to be on this show, let them know about us because I will. I fun. will. <laughs> uh, okay. And if they don't want to get in contact with her the same way that you did, guess at unwrittenimaginings.com is always open. <laughs> okay. With that, I will say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, and thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody.